0: The USFL Gambling Podcast New Rules Announced episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks presented by WinBet. The WinBet Casino is now offering a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 for new users. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W-I-N-N-Bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DSF app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 25 grand with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. We're also brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app. Don't forget to download the SGPN App for all of your free picks and podcast. Grab that thing today for free and let it ride.
1: Hey, this is Eric Metcalf. You're listening to SGPN Let it ride.
0: Football is a unique American experience, a
1: game described by one turn of the century critic as crude and barbaric, with little chance of survival, but survive it did. United States Football League. Oh my God, the quarterback
0: is toast. We sometimes forget that football, being the consummate team sport, is a great deal more successful when you do play
1: as a unit and don't rely on individual talent. Frankly, I'm impressed with the USFL.
0: SFL Gambling Podcast Rules Release Episode. I know this is a week late, but hey, we're deep in the thick of it, uh, covering some other stuff. Obviously, March Madness was crazy, and I also cover college basketball. But in case you're wondering, hey, who the fuck is this talking? My name is Colby Swinging Base Dan, aka Pick Dunn D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price. No one touches Dundee. (laughs) (laughs) What if I told you we're just what sixteen days, seventeen days away from the United States Football League's return? I can't wait. Look, last week we had the rules announced. We also had some news announced today, and we'll get to it in a second. But first, I got to bring on the USFL DFS God Himself. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking. Brew making, tobacco road, living the free life, given Former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Get over NC Nick in the place to be.
1: What's going on, man?
0: We come from down
1: in Gator Country. We are the proud of Tampa Bay.
0: NC Nick, the Tampa Bay Bandit believer. Definitely.
1: He's now a Bandit gotta you, Ball believer. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm a little under the weather today. I'm fighting a little cold here. So if I cough, excuse me. But, you know, I'm going to power through it because the USFL con- content train stops for nobody. And look, might as well get the cold out now before season kicks. Um,
0: before we get to the rules announcements, which happened last week. And like I said, me, NC Nick, Patty C., we uh, cover college basketball daily for the sports gambling podcast network and the college basketball experience, as well as the college football experience, subscribe to both of those. We talk college football and college basketball year round. So we've been preoccupied with March madness, but we love the USFL back from the old days and we're, we're excited to have it back. So uh, we are a week late. I feel like on this episode, but March madness was, was crazy. So bear with us there. But before that we have other news, United States Football League. NFL films and Fox sports will produce a 13 episode document uh docu series. I'm sorry, called United by football, a season in the USFL, a behind the scenes. Look at the, uh, the first UFL season. The show premieres Saturday, April 16th at 6 30 PM Eastern on Fox. And what I, what I think is pretty cool about this is it's going to be, it's a weekly series that will be before the games. So for, to familiarize people with, uh, with, uh, with, you know, with people, you know, Hey, who's this quarterback? Well, you can follow this story or who's this running back. You can follow this story. And I think it's going to let you into locker rooms, let you into knowing about the grind, the, you know, so you can have favorite players. Cause I know you're coming into it in the dark and maybe you remember some of these players from college football or, or perhaps in the XFL or CFL or remember the NFL. So what do you make of this, uh, this docu series?
1: I think it's a great idea. I think people are looking to you know connect on a deeper level with some players and get to know them more, so they can be better fans. My only complaint is I think it should start earlier. I think it should start basically right after the NCAA tournament ends, uh, and that way people can start getting more excited. You know, as the season comes in the coming weeks. So I would have liked it a little bit earlier, but I'm not going to complain. So I think it is a good idea. Uh, I think you know most. The average football fan does not know most of these players, so this is a good way to just familiarize yourself with them.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, and so let's let's hop into it. I think that's great news moving forward, though. And you know the the USFL teams have all reported to to camp there in Birmingham, Alabama. So uh, you see if you follow the USFL page and follow our page at USFL Gambling on Twitter. All these uh, practices—you're seeing the uniform, some of the players, uh, you know, work out uh, and you know, practice, train, all that stuff. So uh, very. I wonder exciting how the bars time. in
1: Birmingham are. You think there's like you know some competing teams kind of r- you know run into each other at the bar?
0: Yeah, uh, little little yeah. little necessary roughness. Put the pour the beer. <laughs> now the beer's on you, right? <laughs> Pour exactly. the pour the beer on the opposing team," said. I'll, I'll, "I'll fucking
1: destroy you, you Michigan Panther piece of shit!" Right. Now, and but when the season starts, the teams that aren't located in Birmingham, they they're, they're going to practice at their. They're not going to stay in Birmingham all all year, are they? No, I think they're there all year. Really? So yeah. that could really get interesting as the season progresses. Like, I mean, I've never been to Birmingham. I don't think it's that big, you know. So yeah. especially, you know, after a couple games, maybe you don't like, maybe guy t- took a, a cheap shot at you. See him at the bar. Say what's going on, man. You want going to take that cheap shot now.
0: Yeah. And maybe, maybe another guy takes another cheap shot, tries to date another guy's gal come no. at her, you know? Yep. yep. I like it. Sign me up for a Chippy football is the way to play football. <laughs> um, uh, so we got the rules. Uh, we will, like I said, we wanted to, uh, we wanted to, to touch base on this previously, but we just didn't have time with March Madness being just, just (sighs) in full effect. Um, So uh, the USFL rules were released and I'm going through right now. Some of the, so I thought they were pretty decent. The only thing I have problems with, and I was trying to understand this uh, now I'll read it as they were released Um, all kickoffs from the 25 yard line, which is good. I know that I heard Mike Ferreira saying uh, that that fans wanted to see um, kick returns. Yeah, kick returns, which is a hundred percent. Like it's fun. uh, The AAF when they got rid of uh, uh, special teams, that was just a a dagger to me. Um, So, you know, I don't know if you remember the AAF. They just started at the twenty-five yard line. That's terrible. Special teams is an element of football that's very important. I agree. So. Um, try to break this down here. All us from the 25 yard line. No kicking team member can line up further than one yard back. Uh, receiving right. team must have eight players between the 35 and 45 yard lines. Um, if the kick travels 20 yards, the first touch must be by the receiving team. Now, I
1: don't like that. Yeah, I think it should be a live ball. Yeah, I do too. Know, like, like in the NFL or college. I do too. Now, granted, I mean, is, is it that big of a deal? No, it hardly ever you know comes into play, but sometimes, you know, the kick can make a, a, a weird bounce or something and, and possibly the kicking team could recover. I don't see why they needed to change that. I think it should, it should be a live ball. Yeah. Yeah. They Granted, said that's not that big of a deal. I can get over that little rule, but I don't understand it really as to why.
0: <laughs> yeah. And if there's an untouched dead ball, the receiving team gets the ball at the spot.
1: That's terrible to me. Yeah. but Then basically it's like a punt
0: that sucks. But I mean, look, I, I like the other thing. I like the, the fact they're going to have kick returns. That's yes. very important to me, yes. but look, you see it sometimes where the ball just happens to bounce back, you, yep. you know, like uh, towards the kicking team. Right. I, I think a live ball needs to happen there. You know, maybe they can adjust that after year one, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy that we have kickoffs. I guess it's not a huge deal for me it, there. It's
1: more important that we have kickoffs than, than the other rule.
0: Yeah. So or the XFL
1: kickoff, which right, right. So Um, I can live with that. No problem here.
0: Yeah. Okay. Each team gets one replay challenge per game, but all plays
1: will be reviewed. What do you make of that one? Well, and to go one step further, it gets reviewed by the headquarters. You know, it's not Los Angeles. Yeah. Right. It's not the the on-the-field refs going in a booth, which I am totally for. I think it's quicker. I think it's more accurate have the HQ do it. I mean, we have the technology. There's no reason the ref has to walk to the sidelines, you know, put on a headset and look at the play. We don't need that. I mean, real time, make it quick, you know? So I definitely think that's the way to do replay. Uh, I'm glad the on the field refs don't have the uh, responsibility.
0: Yeah. Uh, in ca- I agree with all that. I agree with all that. In cases of defensive pass interference, college rules apply, which I think are better than the NFL's pass interference rules. Within fifteen yards of the line of scrimmage, it's a spot foul. Beyond fifteen yards, the penalty is just fifteen yards. I love that. I thought I've yeah. said for years. I I for, I remember this last year. I think one of the bigger games of the season in the NFL. I think it was a Chargers Raiders game, where Zay Jones. Shout out to ECU and Zay Jones. Uh, it was a, a horrible call on like a 60 yard pass to put the ball at the one yard line that really dictated the outcome of that game. Yeah, I hate it. Um, and I hate the, how much they call that because I, I, especially like to me, if it's not full on <laughs> deliberate, if it's not full on deliberate, you can't, you can't call that in my opinion, if you're going to make it that big of a, a, a penalty, which the NFL right. does. So I love it at 15 yards. Um, but he, it says this though. However, if the pass doesn't cross the line of scrimmage, there are no pass interference penalties or an, an, an ineligible player uh, downfield penalties, which I'm okay with too. What do you yeah, think of that?
1: That's fine. I think, you know, wide receiver screens or your traditional, you know, running back screen or hell, even some tight end screens. I think that allows, you know, blockers to get in place. So uh, I'm fine with that as well. Now going back to the, the main pass interference part two to that rule was that it will be a spot foul. If they deem it to be an intentional tackle, yeah, which, which I'm okay with. I'm okay with that too, but that is subjective. So I'm kind of wondering how they call that. Is it, is it the obvious, the blatant, just, you know, I have no chance. This guy's going to score a touchdown. So I'm just going to grab him and pull him down or it it just, it leaves room for interpretation, which sometimes is not the best idea. So I'm kind of wondering how that's going to be called in reality. Because it is subjective, so uh, just a question mark on that one for me.
0: Well, hopefully they never call it. Hopefully it's one if, if, if once a year, you know, because I feel like that should never really happen.
1: Um. Well, but. there is times where the DB is clearly getting beat, so they make an obvious pass interference to not give up a touchdown. Yeah, and at that point, it's almost fair for it to be a spot foul. Yeah, I agree. So I'm okay with that. I just want. I I just wonder, like in real life, how it's called. So that'll be a a wait and see approach there.
0: Yeah, yeah, obviously. Uh how about the uh the 3 point so they had uh, essentially kind of what the XFL had with the uh the 2 point conversion and I like this actually. Um so they have you can you can uh get the uh what is it the the 3 point conversion from the 10 yard line, I believe.
1: Yeah. Um how do you how do you feel about that rule in general? Like So, well, in general, I'm probably a little bit more old school, a little bit more of a traditionalist, but I can live with that. I think it it can make things more interesting. It can uh, keep games more competitive and it could result in more exciting finishes. Um, You know, but kind of looking at like, go, go to the NBA where within the last minute they get the ball at half court and it's just, the, the rule just makes no sense. And you, you feel like. They're just trying to artificially fabricate uh, good endings. Yeah. So I I hope that's not the same thing here, but so I'm not crazy about the rule, but I'll I'll buy into it for
0: now. uh, Yeah. That NFL or that NBA rule does suck. I know some people think that that college basketball should do it. Hopefully that never happens. It just doesn't make
1: sense. There's no reason why you would get, you should get the ball at half court. Yeah. Uh, other than that, NBA is just trying to create more exciting finishes, but it feels fake to me. It feels fabricated. I don't want that. Yeah, me too. And
0: it doesn't reward defense, which should always be right. Um, uh, I look. I mean, the XFL did it, so I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay, and uh, I think it will be interesting because you know certain teams I feel pretty confident. If you're down, you know, if you're down t- twenty points in the fourth quarter, I think it, it gives you a little more reason to, to to tune into the game. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, um, two forward passes from behind the line of scrimmage are legal. I think I'm okay with that too. Cause I don't know how often it would be ever be used. This happened once in the XFL and I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah. As long as it's behind the
1: line of scrimmage, yeah. I'm very okay with that. Right. I mean, you know, it, it, I said, you know, usually if you're going to throw like, you know, the halfback pass or even like the pass to the receiver who drops back and throws it, I mean, usually they need some room and that's why they come back, you know, to get a little bit of a buffer from the defense. So I just don't know how often this is going to come into play. I, I'm fine with it. I don't want to think it matters.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, on punts. Gunners may not line up outside the numbers and they cannot be double team block until the ball is kicked. I mean, all right.
1: Sure. Okay, whatever.
0: <laughs> I guess I'm kind of anti that, but I mean uh I I am also one that believe I, I want the wedge back on special teams because I don't care. You know, like to me like uh, this yeah. is a, a game that's yes, c- you know, you can say all you want about the injuries, but uh, you know uh I I don't think we should change the game because of it. The, the, we know what we sign up for. Yes, should we make it the safest within that? Sure, but not by altering big time rules. So I, I would love to see the wedge back, but uh, the clock will stop for the first downs inside two minutes of the second and fourth quarters. So first half and the fourth quarter,
1: I'm not a big fan of there. I don't, once again, I don't think it, there's no reason why it should. I don't like how college does it. I think the NFL has it right there. Yeah. It makes it you know, easier for offenses to go the distance of the field. If you know, if the, the clock is stopping after every first down, I just don't think it makes sense. So I am opposed to that. And I wish college would actually change that rule. Also. Another reason why is it elongates games big time too. Yeah. You have a big problem with that. I don't, um, was well, cause I have a life. Okay. Yeah, I can't yeah. spend you four hours shit. watching one game. All right. I can, but look, um, I, I actually do agree with you on the,
0: the, the clock stopping like that. I agree with that, but I don't agree that like we need to speed up the game. I don't think in football that needs to happen. Um, Uh, if a pass does not cross the line of scrimmage there can, oh no, we went, we went, we went over that one. Um, hold on. There was the over the onside kick.
1: Oh yeah. Where's that one? Uh, why do I not see that on uh, Let me pull it up here. This is funky. So I'm on board with like the uh, three point play. Cause I I think it is important to be, you know, innovative, but at the same time, you don't want to be gimmicky. So the onside kick is you can either have a normal, a traditional onside kick from the twenty-five yard line, or you can run a fourth and twelve play from your own thirty-three, and if you get the first down, you retain possession. If you don't get it, the other team gets it at that, that spot.
0: I, I can't see anyone ever
1: doing that unless you're <laughs> down by a lot of points. Yeah, I, it just seems—I don't know—it just seems kind of gimmicky. Like, wait, what? doesn't
0: it have to travel twenty yards? Didn't I, didn't I read that?
1: No. The second will be a running fourth and 12 play from their own 33 yard line. You just have to get the 12 yards. If you get the 12 yards, you keep the ball. 12, and it's first down, I mean, 12, first down. 12 yards is tough to get though, man. Sure it is. But I just don't see, you know, I don't know. It, it just makes no sense where all right, You score a touchdown. You're about to kick off and hold on. Let's do a fourth and 12 play. Like what? You know, like It's just too far away from what football is now.
0: I agree. I agree. I mean, look, I, 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 I still, I I don't think they need to do that. I think if, if moving forward, you know, it's a little, it is a little too gimmicky for me there. It's a little Mm -hmm. too, uh, arena football league or fan, you know, one of these ridiculous leagues. Um, uh, how about the overtime rule? Not a fan. I hate the overtime rule. Yeah, I absolutely me, hate yeah. it. I hate when college football did this. at Penn State Illinois game, lining up yeah. from the two yard line and just playing a play, it it's doesn't.
1: It doesn't reward good defense. Right. It, it, m- it reminds me of a of like a, a soccer shootout where. Yeah. It's like a different game. You know, like the regular time regulation, whatever they call it in soccer. I'm not a huge soccer fan, but you know, there's that's one style of the, the sport. Penalty kicks. And then, yeah. Yeah. The penalty. No, no, not the penalty kicks. The uh, shootouts. Oh yeah, it's I mean. I'm sorry. The, at the end outs, of the yeah. game. If it's tied after overtime, then it goes to shootouts. Well, it's like a different game. It's like a different sport, kind of. No, yeah, it sucks. Like soccer yeah, so shootout sucks. Um, and, and it, I, the a team trying to win overtime should have to go some kind of length of the field. They should have to put a drive together. I mean, college football is from what the twenty-five. They at least have to maybe get a couple first downs. I, I'm not
0: even happy with that. But college football, yeah. like in my opinion, like I'm surprised no one's ever tried this. Put it at the forty-yard line because yeah. to me, you still have to if you still like. Let's say you get seven yards, and you're at the 33. Well, is your kicker good enough to make a 50 yarder? Right. And I would also like to have it where, um, the the uh the opposing to, so that you still have the strategy there of like, do we kick a field goal? You know, or I, I personally I would put it at the 50, but I also think you got to reward defense, and I think it's not really rewarding defense. A you
1: know, 42 yarder in the college game. That's not like it's a guaranteed. Because there's, there's some bad college kickers out there, but I do think that's too close. So obviously, I think the two-yard line is just ridiculous. Yeah, I bad offenses yeah.
0: can even get two yards. I mean, that's that, yeah. Uh, I, I feel like even the best defenses can give up two yards. I don't think it really rewards uh, offense or D de- I I mean, uh, you know, I, I think it's terrible. I think I I, would, I, I agree.
1: There was, I that was the worst. My, yeah. Yep. Yep. Totally agree
0: absolute worst one. Um, and, and look, the Penn state, Illinois game, I thought in college football that went to like 19 overtimes. I feel like that was fucking terrible.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess there though, like at least they had a few normal overtimes to try to, to, to try to get a winner you yeah. know? to do this right off the bat, right in the first overtime, like, come terrible. on, I, I don't absolutely like it. terrible. I hope no yeah. games go to overtime. Yeah
0: which is terrible. You should uh, normally you'd root for a game. Oh man. I hope we get overtime extra football. No, in this case, I'm like, what the fuck is this? I don't want to see this. So
1: now, and also you have to worry about like the, the gambling aspect. So uh, are, are these points added on to the total, Yeah, you know, cause then it really, you, you can't cover a large spread. I mean, I guess the team that has the ball first, if they score all three times and then as soon as the other team misses on the first attempt. Well, then the game's over. Yeah, right. Yeah, they don't get the the second third attempt. What if you're getting you know plus one and a half or something? I wonder you know?
0: how it works out too. If like say they throw a pick six,
1: I, mean, I don't know. I mean, it's at one
0: point for the defense. I'm not sure. I, I don't know, but uh that one I actually they haven't really you know the, the, I in the fine print I don't see that. So right,
1: um, well, I don't like. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't like it one bit.
0: Yeah, I actually think that's the worst rule going. I think that's the worst rule for the whole whole thing is these dumb overtimes. Yep. Um they need to fix that. And uh, isn't it hilarious that the NFL can't get their overtime right? I <laughs> thought college football had the best one before they went to that uh that that this past year. Yeah. Like college college football's previous one where you just line up at the 25. I thought that was the best one, even though I don't think it's perfect. Like I said, I think I, well. I think you go to the 50 yard line of the 40 yard line. You make them have to get a couple first downs and have the strategy of, do we punt? Do we right. kick? Um, Cause I, I, I would also be on board with, uh with, well, I mean, I guess not punting, but I mean, because if both teams get the ball there, but maybe something like that, I don't know, just something that, that rewards the defense a little more and makes it more of a strategy with, do we kick a field goal or do we go for it?
1: Now, I guess it could be interesting to see, you know, if there are, you know, multiple overtime games, maybe certain coaches, you know, practice just the two yard play more so than others. So it'll be kind of interesting to see if there's some teams that are better at converting. Yeah. It just depends on how many overtime games there are, you know, it's probably not gonna be that much. So you probably won't be able to see a trend, but it could be interesting to see but obviously it, it favors the teams that are better on offense. Yeah. Which sucks. All right. I, I'm, I, I, maybe I'm in the
0: minority. I don't care. All right, let's, let's get back to, I don't know. Uh But overall, what's your favorite rule? Pass my
1: interference. Favorite rule. Definitely. I'm, I'm totally on board with the pass interference. Um You know, I, like I said, the two point conversions, the three point conversions. Okay. I'll buy into that now. Uh I, It's gotta be pass interference. Yeah. I like what they've done there. I agree. I think that's my favorite one as well. And I guess kicking overall, off. overall though, just average, uh, you know, cause there's some questionable rules here. So I was, I know we're, we're totally on board and, and this doesn't change anything, but I think uh, if I can speak for both of us, we're a little disappointed with some of these.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see as low. I-, I was happy to see them kicking off from the 25 yard line. Um, yeah, that, that and pass interference to me are good. No, I still don't like how it has to go 20 yards. I thought didn't it say it had to go 20 yards. I thought I read that for pass interference. No for uh, the kickoff. I thought I read that the ball had to go 20 yards, but um. anyway, we'll have you covered on the USFL gambling podcast as the season heats up. Um, Like I said, what <laughs> just 16 days away, we got you covered. Glad to see there. There's going to be a documentary series going on. And uh, what Easter Sunday, we get three games. The, 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 the eve of Easter Sunday, we get, we get the the first USFL game, which will be broadcast on both uh, major networks, NBC and Fox, which is awesome. I'm very excited for this. I know you are too. And two and a half weeks, man, let's do it. Yeah, Dan, we're going to look, we're going to have fantasy football available fantasies on board with us. Uh, So come play fantasy football with us for the USFL. We got some more announcements coming soon. On that, so stick around and uh, yeah, look. Uh, we, we're just uh, what? We're soon. We'll have the Houston Gamblers going. Just uh, just sixteen days away, right? and shoot. Here we go. With the
1: I just li- I like to play that song. All right, I got here. Bandit ball, play that to take us out of here. Okay? Yeah,
0: I will do. But first, give us a follow on Twitter at uh, USFL gambling. Also subscribe to the USFL gambling podcast, subscribe to the college football experience. Like I said, college football year round, we talk about it. We cover it. We think as, as, as good as anyone, if not better. Um, and we're, we we're starting our preview series going by week by week in college football. So uh, that a new episode will be out next week on that. We got you covered here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and the USFO Gambling Podcasts. Um, I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore i I C K. I'm gonna go get some cough medicine. There you go, get that cough medicine, uh, s- s- sip and scissor. All right. Um, and uh, subscribe to the Sports Gambling Podcast. They're on Twitter at the SGP Network, and also subscribe to uh, the Slack channel for Sports Gambling Podcast because we talk USFL in there all the time. We got you covered on the uh, USFL Gambling Podcast. All right, until until next week. This is the USFL Gambling Podcast. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here.
1: We come from down in Gator Country. We all are the proud of.
0: Bandit Ball is here to stay, Bandit Ball. Gotta hang tough, gotta be rough, Bandit Ball. Bandit Ball. Touch the blade, always, Bandit Ball. Come on folks, let's catch the fever, be a Bandit Ball believer. We believe we're gonna love